I am 11 years old when my dad attempts to teach me to tie a tie. Look, <laughs> Destiny's Child is on the radio. Ow, ow. And my swishing hips and my wild imagination are too preoccupied to remember which loop gets folded into which knot line to create the perfectly straight masculine me. Needless to say, I don't actually learn to tie a tie until much later through YouTube videos. And it's a bow tie that manages to be the cherry atop my binary boy presentation. It's the TMI Project Podcast, a series of stories about the too much information parts of ourselves we usually leave out because we're too ashamed or embarrassed. I'm Eric Harris. And I'm Kapalee Kalnick. We're your host of Season 5, Black Trans Stories Matter. Before we get started, just want to let you know that as the TMI implies, some content might be too much information for some listeners. And remember, your support keeps our content free and accessible to everyone who wants to listen. So if you like what you hear and you're able to chip in at TMIproject.org, thank you. As you listen, please keep in mind this program was executed during the peak of the pandemic. The performances and interviews were all recorded over Zoom. While the audio quality may be a little lackluster, the content is gold and too good not to share. Let's dive in. Today we're celebrating Mars. My first impression when reading their application was, wow, cool name. Later, I learned that that name has an even cooler meaning. I was born as the fourth. Marion Wolf the fourth is my birth name. There were so many expectations on my life by these two Roman numerals. I felt crippled by that my entire life. And I felt like there were so many expectations put on me because there were these three men who shared the same name, who were these model citizens within their community. And it's like, so you're next. This It's now your turn. I still grapple with that if I'm being completely honest. Uh, because at times it feels like I'm straying away from something that is at times comfortable. I'm straying away from a source of love that I may not be able to get back. But just by identifying a life for myself, calling myself Mars, living the life that I want to live, that's the path that I want to be on. To me, Mars' story is all about creating their own identity. I'm very excited to share this with y'all. And stay tuned after the story to hear what Mars is up to nowadays. Seven-year-old me takes a few steps toward the live, buzzing mic. My deep breath echoes loud in the theater. I take one final look into the wings at my anxious stage mom. But I'm not nervous, though. As I look down at the packed audience stuffed into the Palladium Theater, I remember, I can't call for line if I forget my words because it's showtime. I'm on stage now and it's time to play. My favorite. I am the firstborn grandkid of the Starling clan, okay? Being that the family business, Starling School and Daycare Center is going on uh, 20 years plus of entrepreneurship, I am constantly shoved in front of crowds, party circles, and audiences to say my ABCs, loud and proud, <laughs> recite the golden rule by heart, or relay the company's favorite Bible verse, our motto. 
train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22nd 6. Being born into this legacy, as they call it, prepared me for a life as a professional theater maker. But it also left me with a shit ton of anxiety, survivor's guilt, and depression, knowing that I am supposedly the product of generations of Black entrepreneurship's hard work. Me. Mix genderfucks Walt Disney on a good day. And Rogue accidentally take your powers on a bad day. Or when my Prozac has a bad reaction to last night's Patron. That's why I prefer Sativa. Taking the first steps out into the world as my budding professional self, I find comfort in the camouflage. I work for Chicago's Goodman Theater, which means that I need to secure my most convincing boy drag and be the good man that my ID fob suggests. My first few days working at this new corporate job reveal a new status quo, a brand new binary code that I will soon fold into. Instead of my... <laughs> androgynous college days, uh, skinny jeans and double XL shirt dresses. I need to trade the trade and squeeze into some khakis. Learn to tie a tie. I am 11 years old when my dad attempts to teach me to tie a tie. Look, <laughs> Destiny's Child is on the radio. Ow, ow. Am I swishing hips in my wild imagination are too preoccupied to remember which loop gets folded into which knot line to create the perfectly straight masculine me. Needless to say, I don't actually learn to tie a tie until much later through YouTube videos. And it's a bow tie that manages to be the cherry atop my binary boy presentation. Something as simple as a tie or bow tie in this case, turned into yet another performance, yet another role I reenact for the namesake of my family. Fine with me, I guess. I'm used to playing different roles as an actor anyway, from 18th century beatnik sailors to the roles I played offstage, cisgender man of the broken home. Wearing bow ties every day at work at the Goodman isn't necessary, but it's clear that if I don't have the language or the attire to adequately define my gender expression, then I'm not to express at all. So I hide and add a familiar role to my daytime duties, cisgender male assigned at birth realness. This cosplay crushes me every day and it becomes too difficult to juggle my multiple personality projections. I hate having to be someone else in order to survive. In order to survive. So I slowly turn to drag as a means of escape. Stretching out these 
Torn fishnets I had and dusted off my beginner's makeup palette. <laughs> they bring me some levity amidst this thick, depressive fog. If I can't be myself at work, then I will at least be a hyper version of myself during playtime. Now my drag character, 11 o'clock, okay? <laughs> she uses she, her pronouns, and she's a mix of um, Missy Elliott and early 2000s tomboy Sierra, okay? Um, a little bit of, a little bit of, ow, 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 came in with a ow, 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 ow. <laughs> You feel the vibe? Please tell me you feel the vibe. <laughs> Performing as 11 o'clock doesn't cause me as much strain as the cisgender nightmares I find myself reliving. She allows me to be Martin Lawrence, Big Mama's house wacky while being the Nia Long girl next door of my dreams. And in Chicago's vibrant gayborhood, formerly known as Boys Town, no one cares how I present as long as I'm turning a look or feeling real mask for mask. Hey, Halstead. This double life, corporate by day, raging queen by night, gives me Batman fatigue. But I'm happy to be exploring my gender out loud, conflating the ideals surrounding masculinity and femininity through drag. I am 22 when my non-binary gender identity is cemented. It was after competing in DePaul University's annual drag show. Now, decked out in my bargain bin, <laughs> naughty schoolgirl outfit, I take a bow before the audience. Oh, I feel alive for one of the first times in my life. Just, I don't want to let that go. But I turn around and exit the stage. And look, let me tell you, after the high kicks, the dips and the splits, I don't want to take off the makeup. Something I have always longed for has been realized or has finally emerged. Real Jean Grey to Phoenix. Look, they call us mutants. Let's recam that shit, okay? After my first drag show, I get a handful of cold cream and plop it onto my femme painted face. As I do that, the illusion fade begins to kill my high though. As the vibrant eyeshadow, thick mascara, and cherry red lipstick all become this glossy, wet, brown mess, I, I look a hot mess. Looking down at the row of powder-stained mirrors in the makeup shop, I really look like somebody's broke-down renter clown. Eh, eh, that's me. <laughs> my family, they would have been ashamed. But I don't know, I guess I'm used to being the butt of the jokes. And you know what? It's a clown's job to get the laugh. So, and look, the more I work in Chicago, the more I realize I can make a living doing drag, performing an identity closer to my own instead of pretending at a place full of pretenders. Not, not, not throwing no shade, but that's what actors do. Pretend, make believe. Not being honest about my identity meant that I would be doubly pretending. Some sort of Midsummer Night's Dream play within a play where I end up looking like an ass if I'm not being myself. Honest. 
And it's one thing that I've learned. Honesty prompts the most genuine response, the loudest laughter, the most sincere applause. I'm not quite there that yet though, where I wanna be. The how you say, how we say, RuPaul's Drag Race deity, okay? Uh, not yet. I'm still in a place where I'm at the grace and mercy of demand, <laughs> working at nine to five as myself this time, so. But now I can at least plan a better life. A, a, a life without debt, a life of artistic job security. Because look, Lord knows work options for the girls and the GNCs is limited in the glass ceiling reflection of white supremacy. So until then, look, I'm gonna play my roles, state my pronouns and my email signature, cringe every time I'm misgendered, cringe every time they apologize like I won't remember, cringe and cringe and, and cry until I'm as brave as my drag persona, 11 o'clock. So until then I cringe, but I'm gonna try to be brave and live free, live like the me I wanna be. Now, God forbid, if I ever have kids or take over the family daycare business, mm -mm, not it. But if I do, I hope to teach the kids about honesty and authenticity. Train up a child in the way they should go because life is too tough and complicated <laughs> and dramatic to be filled with extra characters. And plus, it's more fun when you can leave the acting and the performing on the stage. Mars' story and performance itself is so beautifully powerful. I felt like I knew seven-year-old and 13-year-old Mars just as well as I knew the person sitting in the workshop with us. We asked Mars about the experience of sharing their story. It was scary. I had never shared something like that so publicly before. My experience and my coming out has been a personal journey and I'm happy to be where I am. But that was the first time that I had shared my experience and my story with that many people so openly and knowing that it would be streamed and it would be broadcast and anyone would be able to access it. I was so nervous, but I'm glad I shared it because there are so many versions of me that wouldn't have been brave enough to open up in those ways. Since sharing their story, Mars has kept the creativity flowing with a solo show that premiered in the summer of 2022. TMI Project was the genesis of Bills, Bills, Bills. That was my very first full-length solo show that I did with Ars Nova last summer. It was around the anniversary of Black Trans Stories Matter. As far as like putting together and structuring a solo piece and taking folks through a journey, I wouldn't have known how to do that if it hadn't been for this experience. Mars has a bright future ahead of them, and they hope that others will see themselves reflected in their story. For me growing up, it's like, it's that thing of not being able to see yourself reflected in the media, in television, on the news. 
And so I hope that folks can see that we're out here, we've been out here, and we're thriving and striving in our fields. That's one thing that got me. I'm like, these aren't just my long lost family members. These are folks who are saving lives, making difference, lawyers, teachers, folks who are actually on the front lines, making an impact on the world. Folks with families, I would have never imagined that someone like me with my identity would be able to have a family and be able to find love, because that's some real stuff too. I hope that the folks listening to the full season will be able to find themselves in the stories and our shared experiences and be able to see that it is possible to survive. That was such a huge thing for me growing up in my adolescence. I'll be real. And I didn't share too much of this in the circle just because it hit so close to home. But suicidal ideation was like a huge part of my adolescence. You know, I couldn't see a version of myself today living freely, openly. I felt like the constraints that were put on me by my family, by religion, by society, I didn't see a world where I would be able to live freely with all of those chains shackling me down. But, you know, here I am. Here we all are. Mars had some wise words for people out there who have felt constrained by society like they have and like I have. It's like all these structures that have made society what it is today. They are comfortable and safe and structurally sound, but are they allowing the folks the freedom and the access to live and breathe happily? Usually the answer is no. And it is scary to abandon some of those structures and some of those systems because you got to start from scratch when you don't have all of that. But I think the messiness that comes with the freedom is worth it. Thanks, Mars. Next up is Sid, who invites us to go back to his wedding day with him. Stick around. I'm Eric. And I'm Capely. Black Trans Stories Matter was created by Barroom Icon, actress, and TMI Project storyteller, Ms. Cece Suazo. The program and workshops are led by me and Capely Kalnick. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps. TMI Project is available to offer true storytelling workshops and performances for your school or workplace. This episode of Season 5 of the TMI Project podcast, Black Trans Stories Matter, is produced in partnership with Radio Kingston. It was written and edited by me, Eric Harris. It was mixed and mastered by Stevie Mance. Our theme song is Secrets by Edison Woods. TMI Project's executive director is Eva Tenuto. Our operations and programs manager is Blake File. Our marketing and digital coordinator is Laura Marie Ruoco. Our graphic designer is Lauren Gill. In addition to me and Capely Kalnick, our workshop leaders are Perla Iora, Haley Downs, Rain Grayson, Ray Lipkind, Dara Lurie, Julie Novak, Blake File, Eva Tenuto, and Micah. To learn more, support our work, and find a special writing prompt so you can start telling your story, visit tmiproject.org slash podcast. <laughs>